Welcome to the podcast series on the art of mentoring, where you will learn about great mentoring. This podcast is funded by the National Science Foundation to support mentoring visually impaired middle and high school students in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, also known as STEM. I am your guide in this last podcast on ending well. And what we want to do together in this podcast is reflect a little bit on where we've come together in terms of training and preparing to enter into mentor relationships. Think a little bit about some key overarching themes and takeaways for you as you think about how to engage successfully with your mentee. And then finally, talk a little bit about the cycle of learning styles from Honey and Mumford to give you another way to process how to engage in these learning relationships and think about learning for yourself. Well, we've talked a lot about how to engage successfully and really what we're going for here are successful mentorships. When we talk with folks who are successful in their career, they often mention the support and guidance that they had from a mentor who really helped them get started. And especially when we're thinking about top leaders or people who may not always be well represented in a field, having a supporter, an advocate, confidant, um, or what we are calling a mentor can make an immeasurable difference. I'm reminded of folks like even Oprah Winfrey who talks about mentorships and importance of mentoring is that mentors can help you see parts about yourself and possibilities for yourself that you didn't see. And that's really what we're going for in this relationship through the project poem, is how to lift up, engage horizons, have people look a little further, think a little broader, and really see a place for them in STEM careers and professions when they might not have all that many role models on their own. Let's talk a little bit about where we've been when we started this journey together. We talked about getting started and some of the keys to successful mentorships. A key takeaway there is building rapport. How do you first get to know each other? How can you find meaningful uh, shared values and things that you have in common as a way to connect um, and have some trust built in the relationship so you can provide important and critical feedback? We talked a lot about active listening and what does it mean to listen actively. Uh, Working a lot with young people myself these days, I'm also reminded it means putting down electronic devices that might be distracting when we're engaging with someone else, avoiding multitasking, and, and really focusing on the person in front of us. We talked a lot about being committed to success for the other person and We want them to be committed to your success and the success of the mentorship. But what does that mean? It means things like having unbridled confidence uh, that your mentee can accomplish the tasks through both the project-based learning and interviews that we've set before them. It also means getting a little uncomfortable ourselves at times, maybe checking in and saying, you know, how's this going for you? What can I do differently to support you? How can I best help you? And what can I learn in my relationship with you? I would like you to take a moment or two now and and maybe pause the podcast and think about 
What are the key lessons for where you've been? What are your key takeaways that would help guide how you enter in and engage in the relationship with your mentee? Well, welcome back. And hopefully you wrote some of these things down, that relationships proceed in stages that have the beginning, the initiation stage or rapport is very important to develop. Cultivation, where the main work of the mentorship is done, most of the project-based learning is taking place, um, mentees are growing, you're learning. And then we often neglect the ends of relationship, which is what this podcast is focused on, about separation. How do we sort of say our formal time together is coming to an end, and then actually finally terminating the relationship? And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in a few moments. Again, we talked about the importance of building rapport, and hopefully you have some ideas of meaningful, important questions to ask and things you want to share about yourself to build rapport. The importance of project-based learning and how those kinds of learning experiences are most successful when we both understand where it's headed and can ask questions that help mentees uncover connections between what they've been learning and what we're wanting them to learn in the future. And developing some independence, so cultivating through questions and positive framing how we can help people think about um, how to solve problems or how to approach asking tough interview questions. And these include some tips and techniques like, what did we learn last time? What do you remember? What worked well? And what did we learn last time that might apply to this situation? Hopefully you also thought some or wrote down a little bit about high quality relationships and you remembered our mnemonic for that, which is toe, wiggling your toe. Try wiggling it right now so you'll remember. Um, and the toe stands for tensility, meaning the relationship can stretch a little bit like a rubber band when you provide maybe some critical feedback, but you can come back together. And to do that means you also engage in ways that create openness. So you're introducing each other to new ideas, new people, new thinking about how to solve problems or how to envision STEM career roles in the future. And then the E is for emotional tone, meaning you're celebrating successes and also comfortable sharing when things don't work so well. And by making those kinds of investments, that really turns into high quality interactions that are meaningful for folks, that really make the front part of our brain, our frontal lobe, work well and envision new opportunities and, and learning. Hopefully you also wrote down some thoughts about how do you assess understanding and foster independence. And part of that is doing it through skilled question asking and sharing some about your own experiences and really being on the lookout to make sure we're not engaging in what a colleague of mine calls judgmentering, meaning we're judging or evaluative kinds of comments. Um, instead of sitting across from the table from someone, you should imagine sitting beside them, even if that's happening virtually. Let's look at this together. How can we solve this together? How can I help you um, make the achievements you want to make here? Hopefully you also wrote down things about establishing expectations. And that really is important to do up front. 
what is it that you're expecting out of this relationship in terms of how you're going to set up, how you communicate with one another, what happens if something happens and you can't keep that scheduled uh, phone call or Skype call. So really establishing those expectations both around the mentorship but also the logistics of it. How will you stay in touch? How often? Um, and what kind of platform? And finally, I hope you wrote down some things about mentoring ethically. And this means also your responsibilities to your mentoring partner, but also how to think about ethics in science and STEM fields and how to communicate some of those ethics to your mentee through your engagement over the project-based learning and interviews. The next piece I want you to think about are some key themes. There are costs for separation. You have a sense of loss and it can be bittersweet, but only if you've really invested. And so part of the themes that are overarching around mentor training and engaging in mentorship are the importance of communication with positive emotion. This doesn't mean to be smiley, it doesn't mean to always be positive, but it means when you provide critical feedback, you do it in a way that's uplifting rather than pulling someone down. So instead of saying, gosh, if this is too hard for you, you might not be cut out for STEM, you might instead say, yeah, there's been times when it's been really tough for me too, and here's how I managed to overcome that. How can I help you regroup and think about some lessons learned from last time and, and really overcome and surmount the challenges in front of us? It's also about uh, being encouraging and engaging and asking and helping mentees discover the love of science and the scientific process through inquiry. It's so much more fun to ask questions. What can we take away? What have we learned? Where are we going? So if you can just infuse your relationship and your feedback in writing and in verbal conversation with positive emotion and encouragement and confidence, that's going to go a long way towards having a really great mentorship. Well, I want to leave you with something new in this podcast that might help you think about the learning cycle that we've also been through together. Honey and Mumford talk about these learning styles and learning styles really are part of a cycle we have to go to through to fully learn and understand. The four styles are reflectors, activists, theorists, and pragmatists. Reflectors are people who like to learn from the sidelines. They want to sort of sit back and watch and contemplate. And as you think about this, I want to think, is that your style or might that be the style of your mentee? And it's important that we all have reflection. In fact, part of what I'm doing here in this last podcast is help us to, to reflect some and think about what are our experiences and what do we hope for in the mentorship that's about to unfold. Activists learn by doing. They really love group discussions, problem-solving sessions. Honestly, one of my favorite preferences is the activist learning mode. And we all need to go through that as well. So we want to reflect and think about what's happening. How can I learn from what others have done? And now I'm going to engage in learning by doing, which is partly at the heart of project-based learning and how we've even set up this mentorship. The third one is theorists. They like to think about models and analyze and synthesize. They like to have background information. What else can we bring to bear here? 
really want to think about it before they get their hands dirty. And finally, pragmatists. Pragmatists, it's somewhat like it sounds. They want to put it into practice and try it out. It's different from activists in that activists are learning by doing, but it might not have a practical application. Pra pragmatists really want to try it in the field. How would this really work uh, in a, a real life situation? So we have reflectors, activists, theorists, and pragmatists. Think about when you've learned something new recently and what is your preferred way to engage? Do you sit from the sidelines? Do you jump right in with groups? Do you like to get more um, background information and learn more about it? Or do you want to put it to practice before you try it out? Here's some other ways to recognize these different styles. Um, activists are likely to say, let's just give it a go and see what happens, or can I try this out before they've really thought through where it's headed. Pragmatists are likely to say, but yeah, will it work in practice, or I don't see how this is relevant. Reflectors are likely to say, let me think about this for a moment, or I'm not ready to rush into anything. And theorists are likely to say things like, okay, but how does this fit in with X, this other idea, or I'd like to understand the principles a bit more. As you think about your own learning in this mentoring training, part of what I'd like you to do is reflect on what you've learned, think about how you're gonna put it into practice. Every time you have an engagement, to step back and think, how did that work? Um, let me theorize how that sort of worked with what I've been learning, and then pragmatists put it into action. So real learning that you're gonna be uh, remembering and engaging with goes through all four of those styles but we all have preferences, just like your mentees are going to have their preferences. So as we think about ending well, I want you to think about what are your preferences and how can you make sure to go through the learning cycle as you're engaging and developing a mentoring philosophy as you work with these young folks. And also use this framework to think about where are my mentees as they enter this relationship with you? And how can you, through supportive engagement, help move them through all of those cycles? In a year, you'll come to the end, separation, and termination of your relationship. And milestones are important. So I hope that you will reflect now on a mentorship perhaps you've had, or if you haven't had a successful one, what do you envision this one might be if it goes as well as it possibly could? And what are you doing? How did you interact with each other? How do you feel? What do you say to one another? Or if you had a successful mentorship, what did that look like? So that when you come to a year from now, you'll make some notes now to have that reflective period with your mentee and have a few moments that you can ask your mentee uh, to reflect and think about how was it that first time we got together? You know, were we a little nervous or, or what was that like? We were wondering how things were going to unfold. Another question you might ask is, how have we changed? Um, how have we both benefited or learned from being in this mentorship? And then third, to really think about and ask one another, what did we enjoy most about this mentorship? So as you think about at the beginning of your relationship, I want you to even now be thinking about how you can end that well um, in terms of your formal time together by energizing that relationship and thinking about what worked well, how do you feel, and for your mentee to really ask, how can you take what you've learned 
sort of to, as you go forward, what might you remember in the future um, and how might you benefit from it? Well, I want to say that I've certainly learned a lot in putting together training in this kind of format of podcast. It's been really exciting and I look forward to continuing to refine it as we learn more about how to work with mentors and developing their own mentorship and great practices. So it's been a real pleasure and I hope that you've learned things that are you'll take away and make some notes now for yourself as you think about ending well. Well, in this podcast, we talked about what you've learned in all the podcasts together, really thought about some overarching themes in terms of the importance of positive emotion and communicating with unconditional support and encouragement for your mentee. And then we've also talked a little bit about the four learning styles that we all need to go through in terms of reflecting, the reflector, activists, so we get our hands dirty, theorists, we need to sort of step back again and think how do these all fit together, pragmatists, um, how does it apply in the real world, and then start all over again with reflection. Well, thanks for listening, and last reminder to complete your worksheet to check your understanding, and this podcast was all about ending well, and it's a great ending for me, and I hope it will be for you too.